The first atomic bomb was dropped on Hiroshima. Over humanity! The fires of frustration and discord are burning. And Let us not forget for a moment the toils and efforts that lie ahead. They say that those who forget their history are condemned to repeat it. This is the History Lessons Podcast with certified financial planning practitioner Patrick Huey, author of History Lessons for the Modern Investor and your guide to financial wisdom in the past, present, and future. You ready? Good. Let's get historical. Historical? Indeed. This is the History Lessons Podcast for the week of September the 18th, 2023. Hashtag it HL, the number four, T-M-I. If you are a modern investor and you're seeking some historical perspective in this crazy world of ours, well, my friend, once again, you find yourself in the right place. This week, we'll be playing some tug of war We'll be eating our green eggs and ham, and then we'll do some pigskin preparations. But first, the news. The news. August brought us second consecutive month of industrial production growth. However, manufacturing activity barely budged, creeping up just to 0.1%. But non-auto manufacturing had its largest monthly gain since January, increasing by 0.6%. Not bad. In August, retail sales seemed ready to go with a 0.6% increase, handily beating the expectations for 0.1% growth. But wait, when we take a peek at the revisions, the actual increase is less compelling at 0.2%. Better, but not the blowout. Retail sales, like everything else, are stuck in inflation limbo. Gasoline station sales were much of that spike. The pump brought you a 5.2% leap in sales. But here's the kicker. It's not because everyone suddenly decided to take a late summer road trip. Nope, it's because pump prices rose 10.6%. Higher sales due to inflation. It's the universe's grand scheme to fill up our tanks and empty our wallets. Speaking of inflation, producer prices in August increased by 0.7%. And that was after a significant rise in July as well. The CPI headline index rose from 3.7% to from 3.2% in July. It's improved since last year's wild 8.3% inflation party, but it's still not hitting the Fed's 2% target, not even close. Core prices, the ones that exclude food and energy are up 0.3% for the month and 4.3% over the last 12. So what's the economic outlook? Well, the economy continues to tell two stories. On one side, there's a massive influx of money from 2020 and 2021. And on the other, the Fed and the Treasury trying to yank that money out to control inflation. It's like a tug of war. And no one's quite sure who's going to fall into the mud. Next up, we'll charge the Wayback Machine and head back in time for this week's history lesson. But first, this word. Interest rates are rising, and your annuity, purchased in the last decade, might not be keeping up, which means your financial plan may be falling behind. 
So if you own a deferred annuity, fixed, indexed, or variable worth more than $250,000, now is the time to review it and make sure it is doing all that it can for you and your financial plan. Let us help you keep your retirement on track. Introducing Victory Independent Planning. VIP turns complex financial matters into clear and confident solutions so you can relax and enjoy retirement whenever it arrives. Get the annuity review kit now. This complimentary kit includes a variety of checklists, resources, and ebooks to review the fees, features, and flexibility, or lack thereof, in your current annuity contract. It will even help you assess your overall investment goals and the people who are offering you advice. Get the kit today, because you can't teach an old annuity new tricks. To learn how VIP can help you review your annuity, click on the link in the show notes, or go to victoryindependentplanning.com annuity review. That's victoryindependentplanning.com annuity review. Sign up for peace of mind today. Uh, Alexa, charge the Wayback Machine for me and set it for 1991 AD. Charging Wayback Machine. On September 24th, 1991, Theodore Geisel dies in La Jolla, California. Geisel's books, over 60 in all, captured the imagination of millions with their use of anapestic tetrameter. Now, if you have no idea who Theodore Geisel is and think you probably caught anapestic tetrameter while drinking the water in some third world country, well, you need a doctor. Geisel is the world's most famous purveyor of redfish and bluefish, as well as green eggs and ham. Geisel, also known as Dr. Seuss, sold over 220 million copies of his works and placed 16 of his titles on the 100 best-selling children's books of all time. An illustrator, political cartoonist, and wartime illustrator for Army documentary films, Geisel's works have been adapted into 11 television specials, five feature films, a Broadway musical, and four television series. Oh, the places he's gone. Alas, few remember the political cartoon phase of Geisel's storied career. His works for New York newspaper PM from 1941 to 1943 include a number of warnings about inflation. This echoes or even rhymes with the current direction of prices charged by purveyors of redfish, bluefish, and green eggs and ham. You can view the collection courtesy of the University of San Diego by going to the show notes and clicking on the link. Now, Geisel was obviously right to warn about inflation in the mid-40s as monetary policy and wartime spending contributed to, contributed to a major spike in core prices. And that was one of now seven periods where it breached 5% in the CPI for an extended period. Fiscal and monetary policy still matter. Inflation? Turns out the cat in the hat, he knew a lot about that. Wayback machine disengaged, returning to the year 2023. Finally this week, uh, we'll dig out the mailbag. You've got mail. And this message came into my email, and it's from my good friend Mo. It's football season and everyone is playing fantasy these days. What can fantasy footballers learn from their leagues that might carry over to their investing lives? Great question. And let's do this one in four quarters, if we may. 
First, got your draft day drama. In fantasy football, there's the excitement of draft day. You and your buddies huddle around a table armed with spreadsheets and mock drafts, ready to pick your dream team. Will it be Mahomes, McCaffrey, Aaron Rodgers? Ooh, too soon? Investing, just like in fantasy football, it all begins with the ultimate draft day, choosing your investments. Or does it? Indeed, any good fantasy manager will tell you that the research and planning happen long before draft day. So it's a good lesson for investors who also need to put the work in ahead of time. Second quarter, everybody is an expert. Experts abound in fantasy football. Analysts on ESPN, the podcast hosts, and a guy in your office who's convinced he's an NFL insider. Pretty sure that guy never played it down in football in his life, but he knows he could do a better job coaching than the guy running the Giants, who had a tough six quarters, but was coach of the year last year. Beware the unholy trinity of wealth destruction. The internet, 24-hour TV, and social media. People, memes are not financial plans. Comments by talking heads are not financial advice. On to the third quarter. Let's take a roller coaster ride. Fantasy football is emotional. You celebrate a garbage time touchdown like you were the one reaching for the pylon. And you lament an interception as if you just lost your dog. Wins are expected. Losses are a source of some soul searching. Until Thursday night inevitably comes around again. Investing is almost always a roller coaster ride. Ups and downs are part of the game. And you hate any loss about two and a half times more than an equal sized gain. Fourth quarter. It's the expertise delusion. Fantasy football managers fall prey to all kinds of behavioral shortcuts like recency bias, the hot hand fallacy, and expert bias. And these are natural shortcuts. Humans processing data, much of it with a high degree of randomness, randomness, almost always fall for these things. And as we know, shortcuts win championships. Said no football coach ever. Investors, yeah, well, all of these biases, they're in my book, History Lessons for the Modern Investor, for a reason. All right, that's four quarters on fantasy football. Game over. My fellow historians, that's all I've got for this week. Check out my book, History Lessons for the Modern Investor. It's available on Amazon.com. It's got some tidbits in here, not just about behavioral biases, but football as well. Be sure to do all the social stuff. Please like, share, and follow. We're available on Substack, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. So pretty much wherever you get your pods, your videos, you can check us out. Keep sending me some messages for the mailbag, and we'll get them right on the air. Now, until next week, when we'll take another rollicking romp through the past and make an investment in your financial future with history lessons for the modern investor. See you next week.